0: This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. This podcast is brought to you by Lead Gen Pros, making it incredibly easy for the average real estate investor and business owner to get more leads. They work with a variety of companies who specialize in real estate investing and who are looking for a systemized way to increase their lead flow and grow their business. If that sounds like you, check out theleadgenpros.com.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? This is Max Maxwell. Now, what you're about to listen to is my first ever pop-up slash meetup. Now, in my hometown, I do free meetups once a month, at least I used to, and I hope to start those back up again soon. So what you're going to listen to is my absolute first meetup with only 11 people in the room. So take a listen. Tell me what you learned. Tell me things you liked in the comments. And please, I beg you, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please give me a five-star rating and a good comment. And I'll keep providing content every single week. I appreciate you, and I'll see you on the other side. You got to be a people person for this business. If not, there's different positions for you. Right. I got a position open right now for a transaction coordinator. All you are going to do is make sure that everything goes right after the contract to close it. Right. That's probably more suited for you. But this business, you're a people problem solver and you have to build rapport with people. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're friends. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've all sold stuff to strangers and you sold stuff to friends and you'll tell your friend, hey, look, you buy it now. I'll give it to you at this price. But if you list it on Craigslist, it's probably $20, $30 higher, $100 higher. And that's because that's your friend and that's a stranger. So knowing, getting to know somebody over the point of time, and usually an appointment for me lasts about an hour long. In an hour long, I can usually build good rapport with somebody, right? If I'm in that house for an hour, I got the contract. Start grabbing the money, because we're making money now. But usually a short, you know right away, if you go in there and you can't build a rapport with people it's usually because they're just, there's, there's three different types of personalities that can go into them, but you, you really gotta learn how to deal with individual people. And if you do that, I'm telling you, this business is gonna become a lot, lot easier for you. And the more you do this, the easier it's gonna get, right? So we go on appointments sometimes that we know we have no chance of getting the house. And why? It's because practice. Right. If we know we're going to this house and the house is worth 150 and they want 175, <laughs> well, guess what? We're some, if it's not a busy day, we're gonna go on the appointment because it takes practice to break that person's down. Right? I talked about last month how there was a house that worth 120. I think she wanted 100. I was like, you know what? This is an iffy. I got the house for 51, two, three. Was it 53? Fifty-three thousand dollars.
0: Forty-eight minutes to the dot. Right. So I usually
1: record my 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 conversations on the phone because I want to go back and critique myself. Right. I want to see where I messed up at. What did I say that I should have said? That I shouldn't have said. All that type of stuff. So that's important, right? You know. So rapport is very 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 important. And you can't fake you can't fake it. You generally have to do. There's tactics that you have to do. Um, to build rapport with with a person. And we're gonna talk about some of the things that we do on appointments. One of the big things is we mimic tonality. You guys know what tonality is? Right, when you're on the phone. Hey, this is Max calling from Cash Homes Tribe in Winston-Salem. Like your your voice fluctuates and that's tonality. So if a person's speaking to you in a monotone voice and they're telling you what the mortgage is, you're gonna actually go back and speak the same way. Well, how much is your balance? Like you don't want to, you don't want to be, hey, oh well, how much is your balance? And they're talking in a monotone, very relaxed way. You want to mimic their tonality, right? And this is, we're talking about stuff for the phone, but when you're actually in the house, you want to mimic a person's behavior as well too, right? So if you're at a house and you're talking to a seller and they talk with their hands, guess what you got to be doing? You got to be talking with your hands. It's funny, if you're sitting, if if you're on the couch where we like to do a lot of our deals, and the person sits and they cross their legs, I can't cross my legs, I'm not flexible. I try to cross my legs too. And it's funny that people like to deal with people that are like them, they mirror them. And mirroring them is a very, very, very very powerful way to do it. Go into this assuming you already have the rapport. Don't have the mindset that you have to build it. Assume that the rapport is there, right? This is just basic sales stuff. But it's, you need to do it, it's not that we're salespeople, But you need to understand how the human mind works when you walk into this stuff. I bet you guys didn't think you were gonna come here and get a a, a talk about this type of stuff when it comes to real estate. You thought it was all gonna be numbers here, where to find the best leads and all that stuff. All that's easy. I can put it all on one sheet how to find motivated sellers. It's what you do when you get them on the phone or when you walk into the house. That's the difference between you getting the deal and I'm getting the deal. Because if you get a call from a bandit sign or you get a call from a Google AdWords, believe you're not the only person they called. I'm coming at three, you're coming at four, somebody's already there at 12. I might not be the highest offer, but I guarantee you she's gonna be, I'm leaving with a pie in my hand and some cookies <laughs> and that and that offer sheet, right? It's that tonality, right? I hope you guys learned, learned something from this. If you guys have any questions about what we talked about report you can ask them now. If not, we can move on to, you know, I don't. I, he. I doubt he has anything prepared. So if you have any questions about, you know, the closing, double closings, assignments, um, that type of stuff, uh, he's here. And then we'll go into Q and A. So we just start talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. We got a whole hour to do that. So that's that's golden. So welcome, Mr. Okay. Uh, Attorney Eric Ellison. How do I settle the same Or your closing
0: disclosure? You know, these are federally regulated documents, okay? And from my point of view, and my brother and my other attorney's point of view, you know, um, we have to follow that document to a deal. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, well, this is a suggested distribution. <laughs> <laughs> my trust account, and my trust account is regulated by the North Carolina Bar, Is is uh, has to match to the penny. That HUD one settlement statement or that closing disclosure. And so if I have my good friend, Anna, and I haven't seen Anna in like 10 years. I saw her down here and I need to recognize her, But I used to hang out with her she's a great woman. But nonetheless, if she gives it for 60, what's your name against her? Jim. And, you know, Jim has is the buyer or she's the seller. He's the buyer. but he want, what's your name? so he's going to go flip it over to the for 90. you know jim as far as i'm concerned jim on that transaction with jim's name on it Anna's name on it i got to show x amount coming in mm-hmm. i have distributed according to this instruction list you know this other one this was disclosure all right now in my opinion if you want to sell it for Stephanie at a higher price that's fine we can do the hug one we can do the closing same day we can't do it the same day but for their transactions my trust account will match that statement okay. all right now he can turn around so stephanie stephanie has to bring x amount in you know we'll distribute with him listed on the closing disclosure or the hud one set up instead and so i don't yeah. like the straw guy i don't like him being crafty and uh say well i'm just going to use stephanie's money you give it to anna and i'm going to walk out of here you have all the liability, you have all the risk, and I'm walking out here with $15,000. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not down with that. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's it.
1: This is a HUD one form.
0: You know, the HUD ones, they have to match. If we have X going in, Y going out, my trust account's gonna match that. And if you have an attorney, there's <laughs> one attorney in there who who's a little bit slippery with the rules, all right? And that's fine. I disagree with them, and uh, you know, that's fine. But if you find an attorney, you, you got to follow these rules. Yeah, these are federally regulated documents. And I will tell you one story. I can be long-winded, but when I was very, very young in my career, I'm sitting there, and uh, the FBI came into my office. All right, they said, "Hey, we want to look at the file of X." Well, it probably was like about three or four years. And, uh, and it was a matter of fact, it was this lender for the FD, uh, FDA, not FDA, what's the farming people call it? Yeah, USDA, excuse sorry. me, USDA. And uh, you know, he was <coughs> doing some crooked stuff and I had been involved, i have done one of his transactions. And then he came and asked me, well, we understand that these people got this money, why did you distribute that money? And I just said, well, Pull it out for file. I got this. I don't even know if we had email back in 2004 or what, but I got this <laughs> facts. I got this email from the lender. He instructed me to do that. And followed my trust you know my trust account. What else you got for me? Thank you, Attorney Ellison. Uh, have a good day. But ever since then, you know, I, I follow it to a T.
1: Don't want that call. Get that People call and get. you ain't got your stuff in. And I it?
0: practice law. I practice law as if the FBI is coming in to look at that file. That's how I practice it. And so that's just my perspective. It's not to, you know, scare you or do whatever to you. And it's just just
1: simple. And I'll kind of go over this hard one. If I mess up, correct me. Um, Can I make
0: one last statement Please. I'm gonna go have a seat? Yeah. However, there is a legal way (coughs) for you guys to make money, to do transactions and, you know, an assignment. So it's a perfectly legal contract, Alright? You don't need to be ashamed of it. You don't need to hide it. It's enforceable. It will be supported in a court of law. I'll do it any day of the week. Any day of the week, all right? And that alleviates, what's your name once again? Jim. Jim having to fork out X amount of dollars so he can turn around and sell the property to Stephanie a couple minutes late. Mm-hmm. If he did it by an assignment, that's fine. That's fine. And in addition to that, I do suggest to you, as Max has suggested, you know, don't. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to help you conceal, you know, uh, your lack of candor, your lack of being open. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to assist you in that. All right, it's not my job. So if your buyer comes in you know, with some documents and you know, what they're available to see, what they're entitled to see, they will see, and I won't lie, and I to lie for you, I'm not gonna lie for anybody else, because I like that piece of paper on my wall. Now, if they ask to see <laughs> something that, that that they are not entitled to see, I'm not gonna want to see that either, because it's none of their damn business. And I have, you know, I, I have a, a confidential client-attorney relationship where I have certain uh, obligations, where I have to, you know, I'm not able to disclose that information without my client's permission. And so, just do your job, don't hide it, don't conceal it, don't ask other people to conceal what you're doing, be open, um, you know, follow the law and you're fine. And you have no shame in making money, there's, there's none. Zero. None to it. And the fact of the matter is, if Anna gets mad because he just sold, sold the property to Stephanie for X amount of dollars, you got an enforceable contract so she could be upset. Lock it up. I'm, I'm going to say she has nothing to be upset about. <laughs> but nonetheless, I mean, hey, you know, he he, he honored his deal to, to, her, to Anna, right? And if he's going to go sell it to Stephanie, it's really none of Anna's business. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, if she's squawking, she has an enforceable contract. He has an enforceable contract. There you go. Thank you for listening to the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast with Max Maxwell. Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.